Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 287, recorded on August 14, 2022. Hi, I'm Marty. Good day, good morrow, good evening, good morrow, Ronaldo to everybody. uh, (laughs) It's Christoph. Uh, Hi, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, Appreciate you guys sticking with us through a lot of episodes. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, uh, many, many an episode. Uh, Good God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I started doing the mental math just now while you're saying that of how long it's been that I've been on the show. And I think January marks five years. Holy shit. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, two of them, we were stuck in our house. So. (laughs) Wow. That's that's just bonkers to me. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, it was an entire year pre-AEW. So. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, I'm happy to have you here with me every Sunday morning, my friend. Right back at you. It's uh-huh. it's a goddamn delight. And uh, folks, uh, the rest it's of the double world... Dutch rudder house right now. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> the, the wrestling world continues to be interesting. We have two bookers, both of which are just not afraid to totally go all in on characters and creations that it seems only they are intrigued by <laughs> uh but but we'll get into that uh you know we'll, we'll go in the normal order we we normally do you know it's been a while that we haven't been able to start this off with like some sort of crazy revelation uh, from the world of pro res i i think this may have been the most stable week in pro wrestling in ages which is funny because the rest of the world is a oh, fucking mess. Yeah, it's uh, turmoil upside down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, nuclear codes and whatnot. But hey, wrestling is there for you. Just waiting for that FBI search warrant to be uh, to be handled at Titan Tower. All right, that's because <laughs> you know the old man had something stashed in some hidden wall safe at some point. You know, like hey Vince, look. I need you to help me out here. I need you to take this. I need <laughs> you to hide Trump, it for me. I thought your Trump was stone cold for a minute there. <laughs> I don't do a good Trump. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the bottom line, because 45 said so. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary uh, force in sports entertainment. So what did we learn this week, everybody? Well, (laughs) one thing we learned this week is if you're going to have a U.S. title match, maybe don't dedicate it to Harley Race, up to and including wearing his robe from Starcade 83, because you will lose. That was what happened to our boy Tommaso Ciampa, who uh, was sacrificed at the altar of... Bobbert Lasciarelli, as he lost hey. uh, in the semi-main of uh, Raw this past week. But the real story coming out of Raw, it was not the U.S. title match. It was not the bracket to finally decide new women's tag team champions. It was not 
the main event, which was AJ Styles against The Miz and actually a really good match. Okay. It was a storyline that went throughout the show involving a car crash that happened in the background of a segment, uh, an interview segment during the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were getting updates all night long, and it was revealed at the end of the night that the man responsible for the car crash and being arrested while AJ Styles celebrated his victory, which will get him a shot against Bobby Lashley next week on Raw. It was Dexter Loomis. Mm -hmm. Dexter... Loomis making his main roster debut. Now, was there a uh, now was there some kind of video explaining who he was? Because how am I expected to watch so many hours of NXT TV to know who these people are when they show up (laughs) to have some kind of confrontation on Raw? No, weirdly enough, it was just the announcers yelling, by God, that's Dexter Loomis. Oh, God. Was it just, my God, my God, my God, over and over again for five minutes like we got on Dynamite, which was annoying as fuck, and JR needs to retire? <laughs> Not quite. Okay. Not quite, but but it was it was close. It was close. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, you had Corey Graves losing his ever-loving mind uh, mm-hmm. about Dexter Loomis uh, coming back to WWE, mm-hmm. uh, and then on Friday- Yeah. Was it we continued? Got, uh, well, no, no. We got another- return to wwe as the fans you know they've been chomping at the bit they want to see who papa h is bringing back from the golden era of the black and gold brand golden era of wwe Mm -hmm. who is gonna come back in was it johnny wrestling himself johnny gargano was it the fiend it was not the fiend was it bray wyatt it was not bray wyatt it wasn't braun Strowman. no it was Hit Row. <laughs> Look, I know Hit Row has their fans out there. I never really watched anything with them, so I really have no opinion on the guy, uh, the guys and gal. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I what I know about them is that they were with Swerve, and now uh-huh. Swerve is one half of the AEW Tag Team Champions. So this yes. is a swerveless hit row yes. uh, back on it's, SmackDown. So it's two, guys, two guys, a girl. Is there a pizza place involved? No, there, there's not a pizza. Yes, okay. there's not a pizza place involved yet. Okay. But it is uh, Top Dollar Ashanti the Adonis, who is mm-hmm. a local boy, so props to him. And B-Fab. B-Fab Ashanti's was, a guy. Yes. Okay, because yes, there was Shanti. wasn't there a rapper named Ashanti who was a female? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Um, With Ja Rule. And Baby girl, also, put it on me. <laughs> there's also <laughs> Megan the Stallion. But uh, this yeah. is Ashanti the Adonis. Okay, T's. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, okay. And then there's also B Fab. That, that uh-huh. is the lady with them. B Fab was the first to be cut of the Hit Row crew. Right. And then the rest were cut subsequently. Uh-huh. Um, Swerve, uh, he, his absence was addressed with a hastily written note on screen that said that Swerve died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> uh, and now we have Hit Row as a tag team uh, back in the mix on SmackDown. They debuted squashing local jobbers, including MCW's own Brandon Scott. Yeah, he's he's got a good amount of extra work over the years. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, we saw him get murdered by Wardlow uh, back in May. So. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, he's got that. Uh, well, for WWE, he's got that McDevitt pipeline right exactly. into uh, <laughs> exactly. Plus the uh, Jesse Jesse K uh, situation as well too. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, 
I don't know. And and look, I thought Hit Row had potential. I said said as much when they debuted on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had potential. They they were presenting something that the rest of the roster did not have, which was a sense of uh, youth culture, uh, mm-hmm. a sense of coolness, a sense of something beyond 1997. Uh I feel like coming back without Swerve is basically like getting a cheeseless pizza. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I understand, uh, I, I, but I, I, again, don't have any really knowledge of the other three people to really, you know, uh, assess them. I do know uh, from what you the, multiple times have sent me is that the one – which one? AJ top Francis. Dollar. AJ top Francis, dollar, top dollar. Uh, gets a little riled up on Twitter a little too easily. So AJ perhaps, Francis is also a local boy, by the way. He, yes. He uh, went yeah, yeah. to uh, University of Maryland. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a former Terp. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he gets real gotten to uh, as yeah. was found on Saturday. Brother. Just a day relax. after his return. As he was quote tweeting someone who said to me, said to him, "Glad you're back. Y'all need a leader." <laughs> Which is this pretty much what the what you just echoed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. You know, you just got absolutely buried by your own fan base. So, how were they introduced or reintroduced? Had they been on? They had been on. They were drafted on SmackDown. They were drafted on they? SmackDown. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, how were they introduced this past Friday? Uh, I'm, I'm taking a look right now. Uh, they like just a, they got, they got came out the for a match. Right? Uh, oh yeah. T- t- for the, the jobbers. And then they got punked out by the Usos. Did I see that correctly? Or am I making that up? Uh, let me see. I'm looking through the, the rest of the results of the show. Cause I didn't watch the full show. Maybe, um, maybe I'm I don't see anything with, with the, with the Usos. Um, but yeah, okay, they, maybe I'm, yeah, they, they, uh, basically, uh, Brent Scott <clears throat> and Trevor Irving were the jobbers. They were in the ring okay. and then it was a surprise return to a very good reaction. Uh, but, uh, it was just a squash from hit row. Uh, well, it was in DC out. too, wasn't it? So. Uh, Virginia, but, uh, oh, okay. Six of one half dozen of another. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, not, not Virginia. Uh, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, I thought that there was a. Oh, was it Raw? That was wasn't something at MCI or fucking MCI Center? Wow, uh, Verizon Center, <laughs> WWE um, show in the past week. Uh, no, no. Uh, Raw was from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, okay, um, maybe it's this. Com- I don't know. Maybe it's this. Week, I got an email uh, because um, they were in Salisbury last night for mm-hmm. a, uh, a house show. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe I'm. Just... But yeah, uh, they were they were just out. They were just a thing. Okay. Uh, Top Dollar did an interview uh, on uh, Saturday, Saturday morning on Busted Open Radio on uh, uh, Sirius XM, mm-hmm. and indicated that <laughs> apparently um, uh, the the focus from Triple H is to quote bring my guys back. So he. I mean. He, Obviously, He's aiming to bring everyone <laughs> back. Um, well, I wouldn't say everyone, but well, the people he, ev- everyone he, he, he had can a finger bring in. Back. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, everyone he he had a, a finger in. Uh, developmental wise. It, yes, developmental wise. Not physically. We don't need another <laughs> one of those. We do need to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's interesting that there's basically just this move, and you can see it with the absolute de pushing of. Um, Austin theory that there's now just this idea of, Oh, 
Vince fired them. Vince pushed them. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do my own thing here. Strike that. Reverse it. Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's a Smurf that you haven't met yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm just I, – I understand it in certain instances, you know, bringing back Dakota Kai, bringing up Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. I get that because, you know, there, there, there was a clear uh, vacuum mm-hmm. of star power. There was a clear necessity to bring these talents back into the fold because there was a spot for them. I don't know for who the return of Dexter Loomis moves the needle. Maybe I, top, uh, maybe uh, top Dalla and Ashanti coming back in, you know, maybe that's a shot in the arm for the tag division, which fair necessary considering it's just been the Usos uh, running roughshod over everybody. Right. Um, specifically the street profits for the yeah. past six Year months. And a half. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, you would think that there would be a focus on doing something more with them. And maybe I'm, I'm calling the shot too early here, but it just feels like the, the move isn't, okay, we're going to lay the groundwork for the storytelling. It's more, Hey, I'm just going to throw out more guys. It, and it's something that people would on the AEW side of things, and rightfully so, point a finger at Tony Khan about of just here's people, yeah, and and not having that that next gear as to what they're doing, and that's what this feels like. We we've got Karrion Cross who is, I guess, in the mix for the you know the the top title on SmackDown, but they're still really focusing on Drew versus Roman at Clash at the Castle. Yeah. Lord help us if they're going to try to make that a three-way, <clears throat> which now you think about it could happen if only so Roman doesn't get pinned and Drew can still win the sure. belt. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just – I don't know, man. It, 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 it feels like a lot of sizzle but no steak. Yeah, for me, it's it's three whiffs in a row between Cross, Hit Row, and Dexter Loomis. Um, but again, <clears throat> I was never really high on – I didn't really like Cross that much in Lucha Underground. Yeah. Uh, the guy's never really – sorry, Russell. He's never really done it for me. Um, but in Hit Row, like I said, I really have no attachment to Dexter Loomis. It was just this creepy stalker gimmick. I've seen a couple matches of him and nothing really blew me away. So again, it's a lot of, okay – this guy, yeah. cool. And but you know, they just came back, and you know, at least they give some kind of storyline sure, to Dexter sure. Loomis. Um, so, you know, curious, I guess, to the lowest extent of the word, to see where that goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, chomp. I'm not going to be right by my TV at 7:57 to to tune in and uh, and and watch the beginning of Monday Night Raw, but. Right. Um, you know, at least there seems to be something in mind for him and Cross, and you know, eventually they'll something will show up for Hit Row. I don't know. I mean, but in terms of bringing back people who would move a needle, you know, obviously the aforementioned Kai and Shirai or Sky, I guess EO Sky, she is now. Yes. Um, you know that that moved the needle. You still got a a, a Tegan Knox floating out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously there's. Bray Wyatt posted this indecipherable fucking weird message that John Cena retweeted or reposted for whatever fucking reason um, this past week. He's 
you know, the big one out there. And, you know, rumor and scuttlebutt online is that he's close to finalizing a deal with creative control and WrestleMania main events and titles and all these other sorts of things. That's if, you know, you listen to anything that the dopes at ringside news have to say, uh, <laughs> which I don't. Um, hey, 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 Tony Khan definitely does not own Ring of Honor and they are lying about their pay-per-view God, numbers. God, Jesus Christ. Fucking wrestling Twitter. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Braun Strowman, you know, like you mentioned earlier, is out there. But, man, he's he just been just murked so many times creatively and, and yeah. in, in booking that it's just, you know, what needle does he move? You know, he's at Monster Mania hanging out with Eric the Gorehound this weekend. So I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, you know, it, it, the whole create your control, your narrative sort of thing. He was wearing a CYN shirt yeah. uh, at that at the meet and greet Eric posted. So, um, you know, he's still trying to push that, uh, even though they didn't realize he needed licenses to wrestle in different states like a bunch of fucking noobs. But yeah. And uh, EC3 making his debut at uh, the NWA 74th anniversary show. So uh, Cool. Clearly that's going well. Yeah. Uh, but how much yeah. money is Billy Corgan losing on that? Uh, A lot? I would say you can probably gauge how much he's losing by how often he takes the Smashing Pumpkins back out on tour. <laughs> and considering he's been touring pretty much nonstop since things reopened. Probably a lot, yeah. I mean, he's definitely thrown away his, I would say his loyalties for probably Siamese Dream and uh, <laughs> the Avador album combined at this point. I wouldn't, I don't think he's he's dipped into the Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness reserves yet. Yeah. Um, but maybe La Machina record or whatever the fuck that one was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he those... hasn't lost enough money to call Darcy. I'll yeah. say that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, really I just had that. a moment. Is Darcy still with us? Uh, well, I know, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Chamberlain's dead. I think James Ehaw's still alive. Okay. Okay. Um, I think Darcy's alive. Uh, I just remember uh, seeing her booby on the, uh, in the, in the packet for, uh, the CD packet for Ava yes. Door record. Okay. Like, okay. Darcy's still with us. Okay. All with right. Us. And if not, just call Kat Dennings and she can fill in. Yeah. You know what? Fair. <laughs> Fair. Show her, show me her boobies. <laughs> She's got nice boobies. Yeah. But they, they belong to WK now. So. So weird. So weird. Very. They go from Groban to WK. Did I ever tell you that I, I learned how much of Andrew WK is kayfabe before? Uh, you probably have, but please. Yeah. You know what? I I, I don't want to blow up the guy's spot too hard because okay. uh, uh, I, I don't know how much people know this. Okay. I, I will just it's an all-fair say, story? Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's probably more an all-fair story. I, I will just say <clears throat> I learned firsthand how much – uh, it, it's a Wizard of Oz situation. Oh, I know somebody like that. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we'll, we'll catch up on that uh, off air because I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want to blow up certain things. Has but. has it has there ever been any kind of de- determination made as to whether or not uh, it's the same guy? You know, there was the the theory that yeah, yeah, Anthony yeah, yeah. was recast at some point uh, before Dana Brooke did it. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's the same guy. Okay, the person I saw in person seemed like the same guy. Okay, was he partying all the time? Oh, wait, that was Eddie Murphy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, was uh, what was just party party? What was the name of the song? Party, party hard, was hard. The song, but he party did hard. many songs about partying. Well, I know, I, I know. I was like, party all the time. Then I said, party up. Like, nope, that's not it either. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> party hard. Uh, I remember the album was I Get Wet. I Get is Wet is the story. album. And yeah. uh, it, it has the songs. Um, party it's time to party. Party <clears throat> hard. Yeah. 
party till you puke. And yep. unofficially, fun night is probably party related. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. how can uh, you have a fun night if you're not partying? Let's see. Uh, the 2003 album The Wolf mm-hmm. contained the song Long Live the Party. <clears throat> All Shakira covers. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately no 2006 oh, is close calls with brick walls mm-hmm. uh nothing crash test on covers <laughs> nothing about parties <laughs> in that one. Huh. Oh wait sorry the the u.s vinyl bonus track one of them is called big party big party all right yeah um and uh he did a, a re-release with a second disc that included the song We Party Parenthetical You Shout. Okay. Oh wow. I feel like that's just an amalgamation of every party song ever. Uh, <laughs> uh his 2009 album 55 Cadillac No Party Songs, 2018's You're Not Alone has The Power of Partying, Party Mindset and The Party Never Dies. There you go. So he he got back on board there. And then 2021, mm. last year's album. Wow, really? Yeah. He released the album God is Partying. Darcy Party. Uh, <laughs> and that includes uh, track three is Goddess Partying. Yeah, or that's track the, five. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. So, wow. Um, well, good for him. Yeah. He, he could, in theory, do an entire party song set if he wanted. Sure. At this point. Yeah. 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 Let's rock and party. Yeah, and uh, rock and or roll. Let's head on over to this company. <laughs> Japan Pro Wrestling is in the middle of the G1 Climax 32. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we haven't talked too much about the matches themselves, but last weekend... I think we got two we really got to tell people to, to track down and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being the rematch between Shingo Takagi and Will Ospreay. Yeah, I did whopping, I did watch this. Yes, got a whopping five and a half stars. From the I don't know if it was there. five and a half, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, these guys I can watch work each other a billion times. True. And it's always good. This was, I think, their fourth or fifth so, match I, I think ever. it was a fourth because yeah. they had, uh, let's see, best, best of Super, Super Junior, Junior Finals, G one, one other time, and then the and then title, the the world the title, world match. heavyweight, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this was number four, and uh, it's always good, and uh, it absolutely ruled here. What what, what helped? Did you watch it? Yes. <laughs> Yes. What helped it, I think, is the 30 minute time limit to get the points in the G1 t- tournament. Yes. You know, you, yes. you, you constrict, and this isn't, this is endemic to New Japan as a whole. They love those 40, 45 minute main events. Yeah. So if you restrict them to get, get your shit in and under 30, I think it only went like 21 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, you you lose those first ten minutes of feeling each other out. Yeah, it was all banger. On yeah, especially with these two, they don't need to feel each other out because, as you said, they know each other so well and re- wrestle each other so well, and yeah. the, the counters were just amazing and just just fantastic pro wrestling. There and there's a really cool video <laughs> that got posted on Reddit of yeah. how in all four matches, basically they have a sequence they do mm-hmm. that they keep enhancing, like they keep yeah. adding a, a switch and a change to. Um, and yeah, I know you can sit there and look and I go, Oh, it's more interpretive dance than wrestling. I, I just, it's fucking cool. Like, yeah. sorry, that's what pro wrestling is folks. It's, it's, it is interpretive dance. That's made to look like a, a competitive sport. Dude, Osprey <laughs> took a pumping bomber, rotated fully and landed on his feet. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy's insane. insane. It's insane. Yes. And Shingo won. So double bonus awesome points. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but the other match I want to tell people to check out, and Chris, I don't know if you checked this one out from no. last Sunday, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, Kazuchika Okada against Jonah. Mm. Because I heard Okada, this was a, a big match here. Yeah. Uh, it got four and three quarters from uh, Uncle Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Okada basically went, I'm going to make Jonah tonight. Jonah's going to be <laughs> my next big rival. <clears throat> okay. And it was it was a masterclass in putting a guy over it, it yeah. was you know i know that okada's star maybe doesn't shine as bright as it once did um you know between age injury that sort of thing well that said i don't think there's a bigger star in AEW than okada still oh true true you yeah. mean new japan uh yes yeah sorry um, but but I what I mean it. is like it, it, <laughs> there was a time where people compared him to all of the greats and said, you know, he was he was up there. Sure. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that to be true, that he's still up there because yeah. this was a prime going to use a name. That I know it's going to make you shudder. Ric Flair esque level of putting a guy over. Sure. And, uh, you know, Jonah looked like an absolute monster. Um which he should. He's yeah. fucking pushing 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Some people compared this to when Inoki put uh, Vader over the first time. Okay. Um, I will say it, it's definitely not the same because in that instance, the crowd rioted. True story. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, uh, but in this that instance. Dark side of the ring? <laughs> in this instance, uh, the crowd actually forgot they weren't allowed to cheer or boo or that sort of thing and lost their mm-hmm. ever-loving mind in this match. Nice. Um but as it stands, Okada leads the A block. B block is currently uh, at the top. It's Jay White undefeated with a full 10 points. And that's even with mm-hmm. him missing two events due to heat stroke-like symptoms. Damn. Zack Sabre Jr. is leading the C block. And then the D block has a lot of ties. Uh, David Finley, Shingo Takagi, Ujiro Takahashi, Will Ospreay, and Yoshihashi all tied with six points. Wow. Okay. Um, also, the internet's trying to tell me that Ishii versus Chase Owens was incredible. I'm sure it was, but I'm not watching a Chase Owens match by yeah. choice. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Not gonna Sorry, Stone Pitbull. Yeah. Love you, Stone Pitbull. <clears throat> not going to do it. Not uh, going to do it. <laughs> in other New Japan uh, news, in the collection game, I drafted a, uh, a Keiji Muto card, and I knew it was going to be good for me. Uh, and I held out. I had a number of trade requests for it, mm-hmm. and I held out until I got the one I wanted, which was a a showdown between uh, Shingo and Okada when Shingo was the World Heavyweight Championship. It's a card I've been chasing for quite some time. So thank you, Keiji Muto card, for getting me that Shingo Okada card. Yes, thank yes. you so much. Um, oh, I just realized I, I should take a moment to do this, and I think partway through the show might be the time to do it because these are the people I haven't tapped out early. Hey, Super Art Fight is going to be back in Baltimore <laughs> on. Uh, August 26th. It's a Friday night. Uh, SuperArtFight.com for tickets and details. I will be hosting, and uh, it will be a gauntlet match show. The entire oh. night will be one five-person gauntlet, so it's going to be real fun. So Hell yeah. Highly well, recommend there be... you check that out. Oh, five-person. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So it'll be so two four star matches. Net, three subsequents. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And we, we're, <laughs> we're doing it as legit as we possibly can. They will draw numbers live at the top of the show. Nice. And uh, because it's all done via decibel reader, winner stays on. Uh, The last time we did this was uh, in Washington, D.C. at the Black Cat. 
uh, one of the artists started at the top and went through the whole gauntlet, and it was a wow. real fun show. So uh, wow. we'll see what happens. It's the golden opportunity gauntlet. Winner gets a future Super Art Fight title opportunity. So, uh, yeah, if it sounds like a fun time for you, hey, head to superartfight.com, pick up some tickets. Love, to Love it. There. Love it. Anyway, let's go uh, over to the other wrestling company that we enjoy for the most part. As I can't. There it is. <laughs> AEW this week was Trustbusters Central. Oh boy, these guys 2.0? Are these assholes 2.0? Yeah, oh boy. Oh boy. As far as I could tell, TK stayed up too late watching Entourage. And put together this crew because well, it's led by a guy named Ari, and the theme is definitely not quite Jane's addiction. I'm, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's very very clear. Uh, it is uh, synergistic though, you know. Warner uh, WBD, you know, yeah. it's owned by HBO. It's HBO exclusive. So smart guy, uh, smart you know. guy. Uh, and, and, and that's we, even before we get into the House of Dragon theme show coming up this Wednesday. <laughs> but uh, I I don't dislike the idea of a lower card heel faction that isn't the factory. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the uh, Andrade family office is essentially a lower card heel faction. Right. Right. Although they're, I I believe they've been uh, dispersed. I believe it's just LFI now and uh, butcher blade and private party are out on their own. I don't think they're part of the crew. Did I miss that in that backstage sort of thing? Uh, okay. All right. I I mean, Andrade tries his best, but still a little hard to understand exactly what he's going for sometimes. Yeah. I must have missed that uh, that that explanation. Was that on Rampage? Possibly. Uh, okay. Uh, sure. And maybe I mean, I'm, I'm misremembering where things are going. Because uh, I, I thought that ended with uh, Private Party, you know, getting a title shot and uh, Andrade going, I want those titles. Okay. So okay. maybe, maybe. – who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's not going to fucking happen. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I'd much rather just see Roosh and, um, and and Andrade and maybe keep Dragon Lee around for a bit and, uh, yeah. you know, just roll LFI through uh, and, and let that rock and let the uh, the AFO uh, RIP. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Arya Davari uh, or Ari, Ari. Davari yeah. as he's now, uh, he's leading the crew. It's him. Slim J of Ring of Honor fame. Parker Bordreau, a.k.a. Baby Brock. Yeah. And uh, now Sonny Kiss. That at least is an interesting uh, development. Yes. I'm happy to see Sonny Kiss get a push. Yes. Sonny Kiss that, definitely that deserves, is, deserves TV exciting. time. Um, and, you know, I, I was I was disappointed, as most of Twitter was, you know, when he got squashed by Parker uh, or they got squashed by Parker Boudreaux early in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, wow, she gets or she. she I think she or they uh, for Sunny Kiss. I'm not sure exactly yeah, which I'm not, I'm uh, they not, prefer. I think they or sure. she. I don't remember. But um, Sunny Kiss, uh, you know, gets a TV match and then loses in had to be under a minute. Uh, Super Squash City uh, with Parker Boudreaux, and I, I don't, I don't see it in this guy, man. Parker Boudreaux, it's it's not doing it for me. He he looks like a chunkier, shorter Baron Corbin. He looks more <laughs> Baron Corbin than Brock to me. He's got terrible tattoos. He's got a pudgy baby face, and not in the you know heel baby face kind of way. Uh, and then he like you know did a hip toss and then celebrated like he just won the fucking uh, main event match at WrestleMania. I'm like, dude, no, this this guy this guy ain't doing it for me. Yeah, I I, I don't get it. I mean, yes, at its core. 
Should AEW have a lower card? Should AEW have uh, talent on the rise who are, are learning and, and learning by doing? Absolutely. But this does nothing for me. Uh, I, I think, if anything, they are probably getting the push they are to justify them being in the trios tournament because I'm pretty confident they're supposed to be undisputed elite in that spot uh. in the eight. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about dynamite proper. We'll go front to back, and then we can, you know, sort of prognosticate on everything else. The show kicked off with the coffin match between Darby Allen and Brody King, and talk about two guys that could watch wrestle a billion times. Yeah, uh, this was incredible. Violent, uh, uh, thrilling, absolutely ridiculous. Had a, a bit of an ECW feel with uh, you know all everybody's uh, pals getting involved. Light go- lights going out. Yeah, not you Sabu. Calling Sabu. It's yeah. never fucking Sabu. It's never going to be Sabu again, man. <sighs> anyway, uh, House of Black popping up, Sting popping up. Really, my only gripe was why didn't Miro pop up? That would have made a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I can say this much: Brody King absolutely drew a gusher on this one. Yeah, he did. Well, that fuck. It was the uh, thumbtack skateboard yeah, right in the beginning of the match, right into his fucking forehead. So yeah, that'll yeah. do it, bro. And apparently his tummy he had a few uh, thumbtacks yeah. in his belly welly. Yeah, he uh, took a he took a gut shot too. And you know, double bonus points to Brody King for taking that final bump, just you know, hole in one uh, right into the coffin. It it <laughs> could not have gone more perfectly. I think. Yeah, I think Taz lost his mind on commentary he did. about how well it went. <laughs> he did. So they they basically uh, brought the story full circle this of course starting with uh darby allen getting choked out in uh yeah. the rampage rumble for an aew title shot by brody king uh he was hung over the top rope and then fell to the floor in this instance darby using a chain to hang brody over the apron then brody gets dropped hits butt first on the apron yeah plops right perfectly into the coffin and the coffin door falls down perfectly yeah uh it it was gorgeous and uh i I can say because i took the time to do it if you reverse it the gif looks even better (laughs) (laughs) i would imagine so i mean yeah this is you know this is like somebody my size tossing around their 10 year old nephew essentially and uh it's some one of the one of the kinds of matchups i love very much in pro wrestling so it was had the violence it had the shenanigans this is you know it was fun it was a lot of fun we had dueling promos over a commercial break between John Moxley and Chris Jericho putting over the main event of the mm-hmm. evening. And I have to give credit where credit is due. Jericho truly, honestly turned the clock back 20 years. I don't know how he did it, <laughs> but he looked like minus his absolutely terrible tattoos. Yeah. He looked like prime Monday night Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Jericho, and I'm sure we'll get more into this once we get to the ma- the match itself, but Jericho, all the pieces are there. I just feel like sometimes he gets a little too much creative um, leeway and it gets in the cringe territory. Yeah. But when he's focused on something that everybody knows works like this, yeah. that's that's. That's where, you know, that's where the goat conversations come in for Jericho. It's all the other shit that clouds around him uh, the rest of the time that, that you know, takes those conversations elsewhere. 
Absolutely. Then they announced the bracket for the trios tournament. Uh, on the left-hand side, we've got Death Triangle versus yes. Will Osprey and Ozzy Open. Let's fucking go. We've got Andrade El Idolo, Roosh, and Dragon Lee of LFI against the Young Bucks and To Be Determined. Mm-hmm. 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 And on the other side, we've got House of Black versus the Dark Order. House of Black. No indication of which three members of Dark Order will be making up that team. And then... The Trustbusters versus the Best Friends. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people online going, of all of the trios that they've had over the years, <laughs> why are the Trustbusters on this? And I think I can answer that pretty clearly. And unfortunately, I had to answer it with a question. Name a trio that is still existent in AEW uh-huh. where someone is not injured or will otherwise be in another match. I'll run down a few. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Go ahead. Jurassic Express and Christian broke up. Done, yeah. Eddie Kingston, Proud and Powerful. Santana's injured. Apparently no longer talking to Ortiz in real life. Uh huh. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Matt Menard's got a fucked up shoulder, so he's out of the mix. Yeah. FTR and Wardlow, in theory, could be. But, but they are they clearly the going thing. to be tied into other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some permutation of the BCC. Uh, both Danielson and Moxley are clearly going to be involved in other things. So at that point, you have Yuta, Claudio, and no one. Right. Uh, Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty. Well, Moriarty's now Run with yeah. uh, now with Stokely Hathaway. Uh, the acclaimed and someone, they don't have a someone anymore. At a point, yeah. the acclaimed and Billy Gunn would have been a lot of fun. Maybe the gun club. Maybe the gun club, but then Billy's all pissed off at his sons for not showing out enough. Um, yeah. So that's kind of on the rocks. Team Taz uh, broke up. So yeah, there goes any permutation of that. Maybe the embassy of Brian Cage uh, and uh, whatever. Con, Con and, and the other person. No. I want to say Toa Hanare, but that's not who it is. No, no. It's, um, I can't remember his name. Yeah. But, uh, or Aaron Hanare. Uh, but like, <clears throat> again, that, that, I think that'd be like just substituting one Ring of Honor group that people don't really care about for another. You, you, well, you could have had the factory in here. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have had uh, Beard Hookhausen, Bearded Hookhausen. You know <laughs> what? Mean, you know what? Maybe that that would have been it. Maybe that should have been the the trio. But Beardhausen lost, so yeah. And you would have to yeah. beat Hook, yeah. In theory, uh, well, at, at well, least at I mean, least in you think the Trustbusters are winning this match? Uh, sorry, uh, at, at least in the next round, you would have okay. to to, to yeah. beat Hook. Just, I mean, that's where Danhausen's there. <laughs> Fair, but he would still have a, a loss on a his loss. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just like I I get what people are saying, but the landscapes pretty different now yeah that's true because i just don't give a fuck about these guys Are you, why oh, not yeah. do the uh the satinum sing uh the, these assholes oh you know what fair point but sanjay doesn't really wrestle so he, he had a match last week but he didn't actually work he does he doesn't have to work in this match uh, okay fair <laughs> fair 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 but you i guess know? again even then they'll probably be involved in something else at all out <sighs> i mean unfortunately I guess I just, it's just, I just don't want to see these guys. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, of all of the things that AEW gives us, you know, to have to suffer through a Jay White promo or an Ari Davari. You mean a a Jay Lethal promo? Yes. God damn it. My mind is. No, 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 it's okay. Your brain wanted to make a better substitution there. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, right. I would much rather watch a Jay White promo because Jay White's a fantastic promo. Actually, you know what would have been cool? Just have a full Ring of Honor trio and just have it be Claudio, Samoa Joe, and Yuta. That would have ruled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if Samoa Joe has been in any kind of uh, chats for a BCC spot, you know? Uh, That's a good question. I I know in real life, the reason why he hasn't been on TV and everything is because he's shooting the uh, Twisted Metal show. Oh, okay. I was wondering why there's been a lack of uh, Joey Samoa here. So... I know that's. I thought that was a. That's that's live action. I thought that was animated. I I think it's live action. I just oh, okay. know that that's why he's been gone. Also, why he buzzed his head. I didn't even watch the Ring of Honor pay per view, so oh. I didn't even know he did. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, good show. Recommend it. Um, but anyway, uh, the it all kicks As off I'm wearing next a Ring of Honor shirt at the moment. <laughs> yes, uh, it all kicks off uh, <laughs> next week with the. House of the Dragon sponsored match of uh, Andrade El Idolo, Roosh, and Dragon Lee against Young Bucks and uh, someone to be determined. I just want to say thank you, HBO Max, for giving us a reason to finally have Dragon Lee on AEW television. I mean, if that's the only reason that he's there is dragons in his name, then at least we get him for this. It was either him or Drago. Those those were the two options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Drago would be cool too. Not returning TK's calls. Who is not? I'm sorry. Ultimate Dragon. Oh, <laughs> he's he's a little busy. Um, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, yeah. I got nothing. Go ahead. So we had the tornado tag match between LFI and the Lucha Bros, and this also absolutely ruled. Yeah, very much. This is this is my cup of tea right here. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will say was kind of dumb is uh, the finish, which was. Um, Penta's mask getting double tied onto yeah. the ropes. I'm a bit over the mask shenanigans at this point. Especially when he paints his entire face. Yeah, well, he did because he knew this was happening. But you know, <laughs> I want to. I want to imagine he's like Pack, and that Pack always walks around with wet hair in his underwear. Mm. Penta always. He wakes up in the morning regardless of what he's doing. <laughs> and puts and on the face, face and puts on the mask. Puts yeah. on the mask. Yeah. Uh, shout out though to the live crowd for chanting "Throw it back" to the person yeah. who, who won himself a Pentagon mask. I mean. <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, yeah no, especially you. Like, shit, yeah, <laughs> you'd, you'd hear people chanting at you, throw it back, and you run to your car. You're like, no, <laughs> I just I'm done. Zero V8 over run off, <laughs> snap, snap, motherfuckers' arms on my way to the parking lot. Uh, but uh, Andrade uh, ends up getting the uh, the pin uh, with the El Idolo Hemlock DDT after the bullhorns by Roosh, which looked like it absolutely murdered Phoenix. Yeah, it did. Uh, I'm also a little tired of Lucha Bros and Death Triangle losing. So yeah, let's fair. hopefully we can remedy that a little bit here. Uh, I you know, just because. Although I'm pretty Aussie sure. Open, you I'm think Aussie sure Open and Will Ospreay are going to go through? Oh, yeah, because then we get oh, Will man, Ospreay yeah. and. Uh, Bucks. Uh, Oh, Ozzy opening gets a big in the box. Presumably. Yeah, presumably. <sighs> God damn it. I know. We're so like, screwed because we're going to get good wrestling. Damn it. <laughs> oh, look, I'm, you introduced trio titles. We've been saying for how long Death Triangle has yeah, been this awesome fair. thing. They need the trios championship. And then you get taken down the first round by Osprey and fuck Osprey and Ozzy open. I'm like, fucking Christ. But how good is that match going to be? It's going to be great. I understand <laughs> that. But 
I want, you know, I, I want to see my uh, my Lucha Bros and and pack in, in draped in gold. I want the FDR treatment for this guy. belt. Yeah, I know, I know. Also, shout out to me for that sentence. Pax got belt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, the Young Bucks were backstage. <laughs> young Bucks were backstage talking to the Dark Order and Hangman Page. Bucks, thank you, Page, for saving them. And uh, basically, like, you know, times used to be real good. You want to you get back together, bud? You want to be a team? Hang out? And, Why don't uh, we hang out? Uh, Paige was like, uh, I appreciate it, but you know what? Dark Order's been there for me the whole time, and uh, I'm going to have their back in the tournament. I'm going to be in their corner, which yeah. makes it sound like he's not working the tournament. Like, he's not going to be in the, the, the trio. So uh, Until somebody like, gets injured. Yeah. I, I, I would like to believe it's going to be something where it's like Uno, Reynolds, and Silver, and someone gets injured by uh, the uh, House of Black. So... He has to pop in and because it's not going to be the best friends that well, the, you, so you also have 10 there as well. So uh, fair, fair. I would put 10 in before I put in Uno. Uno? Oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd go 10 Alex and Reynolds. I think that's a that's a money trio right there. Uh, you mean 10 but then Silver you, and Reynolds? What did I say? 10 Alex and Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with my head today? I don't know. Uh, I'm not hung over anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Bucks <laughs> still looking for a partner. Brandon Cutler putting himself out there. Uh, Brandon Cutler, who had cosplayers in the front row of this week's show. Man, you know, <laughs> he had to have just go, gone back to the hotel and just ravaged himself thinking yeah. about that. Like, you know, two contracts, it. two cosplayers. Yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> just paints the walls white. <laughs> Jungle Boy came out for commentary for no discernible reason, as it was Luchasaurus murdering Anthony Henry. Jungle Boy, I don't even remember this happening. Jungle Boy adding such insights as, well, I'm not going to be here long. Um, and it was a squash. But then Christian was on the video board talking smack, and it resulted in uh, Jungle Boy running backstage. He was restrained by security. Luchasaurus then murdered all the security guards and murdered Pat Buck. <laughs> eh, you know. Mess with the dinosaur, you get the horns. Miro talked about his temptations. Julia Hart touched his face, but he said, no, I only get touched by one woman. <laughs> and uh, Miro, basically, it sounds like he's joining the House of Black to destroy the House of Black. I ain't taking that from the inside. It's a full departed situation happening yeah. with Miro here. I don't know if saying that on live television was a smart move, but yeah, not Miro. You know, it's Miro. Um. Yeah, just kind of a choice. One thing I will say about the show, and it even showed during uh, the hype train before the main event, mm-hmm. it felt like everything got a chance to breathe a little bit more. Like, it, yeah, it, I guess it, a little less rushed as, than normal. Yeah, it didn't feel as like, oh my god, everything is happening all at once. And uh, Excalibur got to talk like a normal person. When well, the allotted thirty minutes for the main, so Fair. that probably you cut two segments out of what what normally happens. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs was backstage. Powerhouse cut off by the factory. Who said, "Hey, don't worry, we're going to finish Starks for you tonight." Yeah, sure you are, assholes. And then out comes these <laughs> assholes: Jay Lethal, Sanjay Jutt, and Sotnam Singh, talking about how they are not done with Wardlow. Um, Wardlow comes out to yell at them. He's going to kick all their asses, but he say, Hey, he, he's got some pals and out comes FTR. I love that. You know, the, the pinnacle exists in face form now. Yes. And I'm a hundred percent here for that, 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 that team up there. 
I honestly forgot they were all part of the pinnacle yeah. uh, until like halfway <laughs> through the segment. I'm like, oh yeah, that's why they're teaming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 2.0, Daniel Garcia and Ana J were backstage. 2.0 said Jericho was going to win. Daniel Garcia called out Brian Danielson, and uh, we got audio of that promo. He's sick of you. She doesn't want to hear from you. She doesn't want to get a text message. She doesn't want to get a phone call. She doesn't want to get a DM. She doesn't want to get email. She doesn't want to get a LinkedIn message. She doesn't want to get none of that. So just leave her alone and let the divorce be final. It's over, bro. She don't want you no more. Dude, that is the greatest use of a cameo I've ever come across in my my life. Yeah. And, and you know what? Garcia is the guy to cut that promo. Oh, 100%. He's such a smug shit. It's perfect. Now, how do you feel about the uh, Ana Jay uh, angle of her randomly yelling at bystanders and choking one out? It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I, I think it's dumb enough that it works for me, but I'm, I was also a big fan of, uh, for example, the late era WCW Positively Canyon era, mm. where he would be seen in the background of promos. Uh, hitting canyon cutters on random individuals. Yeah. The only thing I liked about it is the 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 lady she was choking her titty almost popped out, and that was <laughs> that was the highlight of it for me. Otherwise, it was pretty cringe. <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, am I going to get a titty?" I uh, did not get a titty. Ricky Starks defeated Aaron Solo. I didn't know that they were tag partners on the Indies. Yeah, no, I never really followed Ricky Starks. I think the first I heard of him was. I heard some rumblings when he was in in NWA, and then uh, mm-hmm. obviously okay. when he showed up to uh, to to challenge Cody the Codester, mm-hmm. um, and then you know an episode of Rose to the Top that I watched, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's it. Uh, but yeah, you know, fine. There's history there. Obviously, Ricky Starks uh, really on the uh, the babyface ascent here, and very very happy to see that. Uh, yes. you know, I'm imagining he'll have a match with Powerhouse at a. Uh, at the pay-per-view? At, At the, the pay-per-view? Yes, I absolutely agree. Post-match, Nick Camarado uh, attacked Starks, but uh, he was able to fight him off uh, along with the, the factory. Um, and uh, Hobbs decided to smash to the TV backstage. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a Vizio, buddy. Come on. Speaking of backstage, the gun club was backstage. Billy berating his sons for losing the only match he made famous, which kind of a kind of a self own, but you know, a little bit, yeah. We're all good on that. Uh, Stokely Hathaway uh, tried to start talk, uh, tried to start talking to the gun club, but he was shunned away by Billy. And then Dan Housen walked up and said he was going to see him on Friday. So Beard Housen would be in full effect. Yep. Then uh, the best friends were backstage, and OC had something he wanted to show the live television audience, which, as far as I could tell, was just high-fiving Trent and Chucky e. T I mean, back and look, forth. That's, uh, you know, he would always do the, the limp hand thing, so it's, a, it's progress. He's learning something new. You know, character-wise, it makes yeah. sense. And uh, out came the Trust Busters, and I went to my pantry. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? Who are these? What What is happening? Because I don't watch Dark or anything. And Yeah, I, I only knew of them through Osmosis and uh, an appearance on uh, the Ring of Honor pre-show. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Jake Cargill defended the TNT title against Madison Rain, And Chris, Oof. I'd like to just say out loud, why did Jade look like the veteran? <laughs> right? Wow, yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy because Jade has come so far in such a short amount of time. Yes. Madison Rain's been doing this for over 10 years and looks like me uh, in a ring. <laughs> uh, not physically, because she's obviously in much better shape. But yes. in terms of uh, wrestling performance, yeah, we're, we're on equal grounding here. TK, my dude. Um, Alice in Danger. 
still out there. <laughs> can you can fire and hire, my friend? You can yep. you can do the thing. Uh, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm are backstage. Uh, it was made clear that because Chris Statlander is out with having torn her other knee, bummer. Uh, Tony Storm is now the top contender. Rosa said, uh, you know, I look forward to facing you. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be a four way at the pay-per-view Two of them Jimmy with Britt and, and uh, Britt. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the main event, which was the interim AEW world championship match between John Moxley and Chris Jericho. Very, very good match. It was, uh, I will say bloodier than I expected. I mean, it's um, it's a fucking John Moxley match. Well, I knew Moxley was going to blade, uh, but Jericho, <laughs> I'm pretty sure got busted open hard way. Yeah, I think on the the turnbuckle. Yeah, and uh, he he bled pretty hard, but uh, again, Jericho looked like and worked like it was twenty years ago. Uh, hell, twenty five years ago. Um, it, he even came out to his old ECW uh, white zombie theme. Yeah, I wonder what uh, TK dished out for that. Considering the current state of the Monsters movie, probably not much. <laughs> well, if, according to Rob Zombie, it was always meant to be released on streaming and not meant to be in theaters. Uh huh. And that's according to Mister Zombie. So uh-huh. uh, I have we'll, variety uh, articles that say otherwise. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a very good match. And uh, hey, here's to the credit of Moxley and Jer- uh, Jericho. They were able to make the walls of Jericho work for the entire commercial break. See, I didn't because I don't get picture in picture on right. the, the app replay, so I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought maybe he just put him in it again after, yeah. but yeah, in it the whole time. Uh, okay, I mean, all and, right. Uh, Jericho <laughs> ends up losing to the rear naked choke, but out comes Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. Um, this was after, by the way, uh, Sammy tried throwing the bat to Chris Jericho and Jericho overshot totally it by whiffed, far. Yeah, uh, the the catch. Yeah. Um, but uh, Moxley wins. Sammy and Jake Hager run down. 2.0 and Daniel Garcia run down. Uh, out comes uh, Kingston, Kingston, Claudio, Claudio and Ortiz, Yuta. Was Yuta there? I don't remember uh, seeing Yuta. I, I, I th- thought Yuta was there. It probably was. Um, but yeah, everyone's losing their mind. And all of a sudden. My God. My God. My God. CM Punk makes his big return to AEW for a guy who was talking about, oh, I don't know if my foot's ever going to be the same again. He looked pretty damn spry. And uh, Mox and Punk went face to face to wrap up the show. And uh, really, you could tell this is the biggest match they have right now. Sure. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I loved Mox's response uh, very visibly uh, saying to him, Fuck you, motherfucker. You ate shit. <laughs> and shoulder checking punk. Yeah. Yes, punk got to celebrate at the end of the night, which makes sense. It was his return and everything. Sure. But goddamn, I want Moxley to win in the pay per view. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know I he's not going to, but yeah. I really want him to. I mean, Mox is great. Punk's good too. I got, you know, I got no beef with punk. But, yeah. No, no, know. no, no. No beef with punk. It's just, goddamn, that, uh, that looks like so much better of a, a, a you know next stage of champion than than punk up top yeah but they'll they'll run back all the matches punk wanted to do before he got injured and yeah, you know this I, I i don't see punk having many title uh reigns but i feel like he's gonna get the most out of this one so that's fair. you know and one of those matches is definitely mox i mean you know there's 
a lot of history between the two of them um, going back to, you know, the shield being punks enforcers when they came up to the main roster way back in the day against the Ryback, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I so right. I believe you're right. You know, a lot, a lot to, to dig into there. I don't know. Obviously you can't really address all that stuff directly, but uh, they'll find a way to, to get around the mentions and, and, and yeah. talk about that. The build to it is good to be good. I'm sure the match will be good depending on how, you know, punk is rehabbed. Um, and that's a that's a great main event for all out, man. Yeah, yeah, very, very good main event for all out. Rampage, we we kind of hit the big points of it that it was the Trustbuster show, so uh, watch accordingly. But uh, next week, Dynamite Rampage or or shape it up like this. Uh, we've got uh, the first round of the trios uh, tournament, Young Bucks and a partner to be determined, Kenny Omega. Against uh, Andrade, El Idolo, Rush, and Dragon Lee. Tony Storm against Kylan King, which could be very good. Mm-hmm. The Gun Club against Varsity Blondes. That's my snack break. And a two out of three falls match between Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia, which could go very long. Yeah, and I hope it does. I mean, with yeah. those two, you know, I'd imagine this would go to, a, you know, as most two out of three falls do, uh, to the third fall. And there'll be shenanigans with BCC and um, the JAS, which, man, I really need this to end yeah. between the two of those factions. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hopefully we have the big blow off at uh, All Out for that one. But uh, I mean, how was the big fucking cage match in the Anarchy Arena? Not the blow, off. Yeah, not the blow no, off for fair, this thing. Like, what, what are they going to do? Like, you know, literally set each other on fire for fuck's uh, sake it, end it we haven't had an inferno match in aw yet oh so god that's the direction we're going then rampage it's uh god rampage is such a hard show to tell people to watch uh <laughs> rampage is hook defending the ftw title against zach clayton who had no idea he came out and was like i'm this reality tv star okay who yeah. from what reality tv he's he's married to one of the jersey shore people yes yes he's married okay. to jay wow wow that's uh, who gives a shit. Swerve in our glory will be defending the uh, world tag titles against private party in a match. Always a good match. Good. Yeah. And then uh, best friends versus Trustbusters, which does play off of last Friday's show. But yeah, whew, it's uh, it's going to be uh, nothing. I'm going to stay up past 10 o'clock on a Friday night for. <laughs> you got that crisp 959 uh, bedtime on Friday night. See ya. <laughs> no, nah, I'm usually asleep by 930. <laughs> Old man Marty signing yep. off. <laughs> yep, I even have I even have the national anthem play. That's <laughs> out. You have the 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 TV static white noise machine yeah. going for you, like Mission Barbecue at noon. Fuck it, here's the <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW at Facebook. Dot com slash the roughhouse podcast and at patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast for early access to episodes exclusive podcasts roughhouse redos and roughhouse divided movie trivia games new episodes drop every single monday on spotify apple podcasts google play stitcher tune in and wherever you find your favorite podcasts subscribe motherfuckers this is the, the roughhouse, roughhouse podcast. uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. 
The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Using the best of CGI and holographic technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho... Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, uh, hey, Macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. <laughs> See you at the bake sale this weekend. I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was, and I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain, and I licked my brain. It's the nickname for my balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. Watch my show, or I'll fucking haunt ya. No one wants to wake up in the middle of the night and hear boo, ooh, ooh, yeah, macho activity.